Welcome to the Do the Impossible podcast. I'm Jason Drees with Jason Drees Coaching. Don't forget to go to mondaymindsetreset.com to sign up for my free Monday Mindset Alignment call that happens every Monday at 10 o'clock Central. I'll see you there. And in the meantime, let's talk about limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs. Yes, those limiting beliefs. What are limiting beliefs? Limiting beliefs, those patterns of thought that we don't like, those things in your brain. I have an interesting story with limiting beliefs. I first started discovering what limiting beliefs were when I listened to Tony Robbins' personal power audio system back in 2001, 2002. And I started to understand that the feelings that I had, specifically not feeling good, were based on the beliefs of the things I was doing. And it's kind of funny when I look at my life over the past 20 years. Now, there was chasing success and achieving success and chasing money and making money, but was really at the foundation of all of that was feeling better. I wanted to feel better than I did. I wanted to be happier than I was because I felt like I wasn't happy all the time. And I had some luck changing some limiting beliefs. I forget how my first experience about changing limiting beliefs came, but I started to understand from listening to like Tony Robbins' work 20 years ago that limiting beliefs are some of the reasons that I don't feel the way I want to feel and are the, the, the thing that's preventing me from getting and doing what I want. So for example, if I was in sales and I wanted to make more money, I should do some prospecting, but I didn't want to prospect because the, the thought of prospecting generated fear because I had a fear of rejection. And I believe that if people say no to me, they won't like me. And that is what we call a limiting belief. And a limiting belief is a it's a literally a piece of code. It's like a language, it's a sentence, it's a statement that your brain created them. Like where do limiting beliefs come from? Well, every limiting belief, and actually every, not just limiting beliefs, but every belief you have was created by your mind at some point in your life to justify the reality that you were experiencing. So for example, if you worked really hard in fifth grade in math, and you studied every day for five days straight, and then you take a test, and you got 100%, your brain then creates an answer. Why did I get 100%? Because I studied five days straight. Then you can start to operate. Then moving forward, every time you come up to a test and you want to get 100%, your brain is going to fire off. You need to study for five days straight. Now, does studying for five days straight actually make the, the test get 100%? No, it doesn't. It's simply a past association. And, and a lot of times we will have things where we'll work really hard and we will not, like maybe we competed in, we were a runner in junior high and cross country team and we could never finish better than like 10th place. And, and somebody's just said like, you're just not that fast. And then you start believing you're just not that fast. So your new frame of operation, your new mode of operation, your new reality is I'm just not that fast. So our brain creates these explanations for the results we get. Whether you hit your target or whether you missed your target, your brain created an excuse, an excuse or a justification. Why didn't I hit the target? You didn't hit the target because you didn't work hard enough or you're not smart enough or somebody was better than you. Like that's how life works. We have a lot of those experiences. So what actually happens as you start living your life, as you start growing and expanding those limiting beliefs, which is the justification or the validation of a previous experience in life or an old memory, then becomes the limitation of your future. 
So I really started to understand that if I want to do bigger things and hit bigger targets and do amazing things, then what I should do is be free of limiting beliefs. Because as I'm working towards, I want more money, I need to cold call, but I feel this resistance to cold calling. So I feel like the thing preventing me from that type of success in a, in a cold calling situation would be the fear of that. That fear is associated with the belief. So, so the brain thinks the fear has to go away for the action to take place and for the action to take place and for success to occur. Now, that does make a lot of sense, but that's not actually true. It's just the approach at that time is not in alignment, so it's creating that negative emotional reaction to the situation. But the thing is, we're not going to talk about framing and faster ways to shift beliefs because we're just talking about beliefs themselves right now. So the thing is, the beliefs that you're operating from are either aligning you with success or misaligning with you success. How do you know which they are? You can feel them. You can feel those limiting beliefs because you could feel them like emotions. So as I started to understand that limiting beliefs were the thing that needed to be changed, I started to look for ways to change limiting beliefs. And when I had my first company that I started, it was a company called 986 Incorporated. And we designed and manufactured race car driver cooling suits. And at the time, I was looking for help running the business and trying to create success. And I hired a Tony Robbins coach. And when I hired a Tony Robbins coach in 2010, that's kind of where my coaching journey started. And I started to understand limiting beliefs. And I started to understand Tony Robbins' mechanism for changing beliefs is actually a physiological change. You know, where you go, yes, and you make your move and you move your body, which creates a physiological change of state. For example, like emotional state, like happy is a state, sad is a state, excited is a state, loving is a state. So... Tony Robbins figured out how to shift your beliefs by shifting your emotional state with a physiological state change. And those are the tools that he used. And I don't know if you've ever tried it before. It, it's a pretty ex powerful experience when you shift your belief and you learn how to, to activate a powerful peak state in you. It's a powerful tool. But the only person I've ever known who's been able to live in that state is Tony Robbins. When I worked for his organization, me, the other coaches, the other clients, it was very hard to maintain a peak state because if you're experiencing a limiting belief and you move into a different state, yes, I make my move, I move into a different state, you are temporarily in a different emotional state, a temporary mindset that has a different belief structure. But the problem with that method is the second that that, emotion, that peak emotional state goes away, the old limiting belief comes back because that's the default limiting belief. And the interesting thing that I was taught when I worked for Tony Robbins is you had to battle beliefs. He never actually taught me how to change a limiting belief. Now, he does a process at his Unleash the Power Within event where he uses a Dickens process where you basically identify like three limiting beliefs and then you imagine your life gone wrong in this horrible procedure and you associate your life experience going wrong. And basically this horrible future you imagine, you associate it with those beliefs and that's how he's been able to get the mindset to let go of holding on to those beliefs and create change in them with that really strong negative association. Um, and I didn't know how to change beliefs any other way. So like when I would go to the UPW event, I'd be very key. I'm like, I'm going to bring these three events. I'll use these in the Dickens process. Because at the time, it was the only process I knew on how to change them. And, and what actually happened is that I realized 
that there's a much faster way of doing that. Like that was probably 2013 when I was at the Tony Robbins event. I had just started coaching and I was playing with limiting beliefs and I was starting to coach other people. And, and at the same time, my company 986 was shutting down. It did not end in the best fashion. It ended with me being sued, me and my other partner who founded the company. We were sued by one of the investors that gave us a bunch of money. They got a divorce and we kind of got thrown in the middle of that. Um, so there was a lawsuit. And I was basically at a point where I wasn't making a lot of money. Um, I was getting by. I was coaching. and I was loving what I was doing. But Tony Robbins coaching like literally pays 60 bucks an hour. And you can't work 40 hours a week either because you can't coach full time. You need breaks. So it's a real challenge to make money. And my partner who had started the company with me, he wasn't making a ton of money either. He was supporting his family and we were supporting our families and we were getting by. And then we get sued. Um, this lawsuit, which was completely frivolous. Um, but it doesn't matter if the lawsuit is valid or not. You still have to defend yourself. Unfortunately for us, well, I guess fortunately, because this led me to here, um, we were being sued by basically an overbilling attorney <laughs> with a rich client who didn't really pay attention to bills. Like my attorney literally had to sign a, uh, a motion for excessive discovery requests. Like seriously, who does that, right? Um, but the point was like, I was starting to have panic attacks because I was being sued by somebody wealthy. I was getting all of this stuff and I didn't have any money to pay the legal fees, which is actually another story I'll tell on a future podcast about what actually came from this process, this lawsuit. But the belief change actually came up here. So I was at the point where my attorney's name was Terry and when he would email me, I would literally have a panic attack. And, and it was like, it was getting intrusive to my day. It was frustrating. I couldn't get anything done. It was shutting me down. And at the same time, I would have this call with an attorney and feel completely defeated and broke and scared. And then the next three minutes later, my phone is ringing and I need to be a Tony Robbins coach going, yeah, everything's great, right? So managing my emotional state at that time was incredibly challenging. And what I realized is that that belief, I'm like, why do I feel bad? And I said, because every time Terry calls me, it's bad news. And so the belief that was running, I was like, why do I feel, why am I having these panic attacks? I'm having these panic attacks because every time I hear from Terry, it's bad news. And I felt that and it was true. And I'm like, well, I don't want to believe that. And in that moment, I don't know how I did it. And I wish I still had my original notebook. But in that moment, I basically just said, I'm going to change that belief. I don't want to believe that anymore. I'm going to take ownership of that. And I don't even remember the process of ownership, but I actually had this thought in that moment that every time I was at a Tony Robbins event and they would teach you to, to change beliefs, Tony Robbins would say before he did his Dickens process was like, you have to battle that belief. It's strong. You have to fight it. And what I realized is you don't have to fight it. That limiting belief was inside of me. Everything inside of me, I can control. So all I simply said is that belief that every time Terry calls me, I don't want to believe that. So I take ownership of that. That's my belief. Yeah, I created it. And then I crossed it out. And then I felt lighter. And I was like, what? Did I just change a belief? Because the entire coaching company I was working for, the other hundred coaches, Tony Robbins himself, wasn't changing beliefs this way. And I just, and I'm like, wait a second. Does, did that belief change just happen by me taking ownership of it and crossing it out? So I read the belief out loud. Every time Terry calls me, it's bad news. Do I believe that? 
And I was like, I believe it 20%. I'm like, that's interesting because I had previously believed it 100%. And I'm like, why do I believe it 20%? Or why am I doubting it 20%? And then my brain gave me the next belief. You're doubting it because it can't be that easy to change beliefs. I'm like, wait a second. It can't be that easy to change beliefs. That's a belief too. Okay. So I wrote down in the paper, it's, I can change beliefs as fast as I want to. I take ownership of this and I cross it out and let it go. And I was like, huh, I'm missing something here. What is it? Because the belief was still not there. I'm like, oh, I need to put a new belief in its place. Okay. The new belief, I choose to believe that I can change beliefs this fast. And then I went through that belief and said, do I believe it? And I believed it 90%. And then I checked for the doubt and there was another doubt. And I had a second belief that was, wasn't just, you can't change beliefs this fast was no, you really can't change beliefs this fast. And then it's impossible to change this beliefs this fast. And then if it was possible to change this fast, Tony Robbins. So I literally had to go through eight to 10 variations of my other beliefs that did not believe that belief was possible, but they were all beliefs. So I just started going one after the other and I'm like, it won't be permanent. It won't work every time. And I literally went, and I wish I still had that journal, um, but like literally three to five pages front and back of unwinding all of the contradictory beliefs that prevented me from changing my belief instantly like that, because they're all beliefs. They're all beliefs. And when I got to the end, I went back and I checked my original belief it says, when Terry calls, it's bad news. Do I believe that? No, I believe it's 0%. What was the new belief I put in place? Every time Terry calls, it's good news because he's a bulldog and he's on my side. And so every time he called, and I literally re-architected my reaction to that situation. And something interesting happened. I started testing it on clients. I was on a coaching call. Take this here. Take, so write down the belief. I take ownership of it. And the clients like literally changed. I had one client call me, was heartbroken, had just got dumped over a long-term relationship and could barely talk without crying. And that's in that moment, I realized that that person was experiencing heartbreak, the emotion of heartbreak based on their beliefs about the relationship ending. So I said, do you want to change how you feel right now? And they said, yes. Do you want to change what you believe about this relationship ending? Yes. So I walked this person through multiple belief change processes and we chased it down one after the other after the other. And after 45 minutes, that person didn't have any heartbreak anymore because I had discovered how to shift beliefs by simply taking ownership of them, taking ownership of them and then putting something new in its place. You do those two things, you can change any belief. What was interesting is that when I had this process, I started to tell everybody around me. I was on a coaching call. I was like, hey, everybody. I was on a coaching team call with all the other coaches. And I was like, I can change a belief in like second, like a minute. And I'm sitting here shouting and nobody could hear me. It was the strangest experience. I've had a couple experiences in my life, like experiences like this in my life where, where I'm talking and people can't hear me. And what I, kept, what, I, what I didn't realize for probably five to six years later is that I was operating at a higher level of consciousness. And the reason no one could hear me is because they were here and I was here. And by being at a higher frequency of consciousness, they literally, I might as well have been speaking Mandarin. They couldn't understand it. The really interesting thing is that this entire process 
of belief change, of ownership, is the entire foundation of Jason Dree's coaching today, of the frame shifting process, which allows this to happen much faster, of my book, Do the Impossible. It all started with this. Like if I wouldn't have been in that lawsuit, I wouldn't have created this belief process. Like that whole, that is part of my journey. That is part of the process. So what's, what's interesting is that when I first started coaching this process, there were some clients that I would have to coach them for literally four months before the belief change would work on them because they didn't have the mental foundation in place. And basically their mindset wasn't a high enough level to even run the process yet. Now, if we fast forward to today, which is literally eight years later, I can pretty much get anybody to do a belief change that wants to do it to make it work with me in less than 10 minutes. And it's been an interesting cross-section because what I'm seeing is that, and while my skill has more refined, yes, but I'm, I'm helping other people. The interesting thing is the cross-section of people and the average level of human consciousness is exponentially higher now because it no longer takes six months to people to get to that level of awareness and ownership. It literally takes minutes. So this led me to where I am today, this whole belief change process. It all starts with ownership. And, and so my challenge to you is start to become aware of where you feel those negative emotions and where you feel resistance because those are the limiting beliefs. And while you can move forward with limiting beliefs and you can take action with limiting beliefs, your out of result alignment, or I'm sorry, your out of alignment results that occur when you have limiting beliefs will be a tiny portion of what's possible in alignment because your target will be exponentially greater. If you're starting in reaction, if you're operating in a disempowered version of you, if you have limiting beliefs, you're literally operating at like 50% of your potential. How much success do you think you're going to create operating at 50% of your potential as opposed to operating at 100%? The only thing you have to do is be aware of those emotions, be aware of those feelings, and really just increase your sensitivity to how you feel and raise your standard and that you're not going to allow misalignment and negative emotions to run in your life because you are worth it. You are worth a better life than that. Your family, your friends, your standard is higher than that. So raise your standard, change your beliefs. If you want help, reach out and book in an intro coaching session with my team. Coaching is how you do this. This is what we do. We remove the resistance. You should have a coach. It will radically accelerate you. I hope this was helpful. Oh, I will share a few more of these stories in the next future and additional episodes in the future. In the meantime, I'm Jason Drees with Jason Drees Coaching. This is the Do the Impossible podcast. Don't forget to join me Monday at 10 a.m. Central. MondayMindsetReset.com, and I will align your mindset every single week. Have an amazing day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. To learn more or to get help implementing any of this, visit JasonDreesCoaching.com. <laughs>